So this week's guest uh, is someone that Dave and I are excited about having uh, because Harry Tynowitz uh, is a, a comedian. He's a funny guy. He's a former actor. He's uh, most famous in Chicago for being a, a radio personality and most famously with the show Mac, Yurko, and Harry, which was a top-rated show in Chicago uh, for several years. Uh, Harry had a very public incident about 10 years ago uh, that he has not really spoken about publicly uh, since. And so we're going to get a chance to ask him about that. We're also going to get a chance to ask him about his new play, which is called When Harry Met Rehab, which is uh, something that uh, is uh, going to be a blockbuster hit because he wrote it with Spike Manton, who's also a, a great playwright. So looking forward to talking to him about all of that. So, of course, Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host, Lou Costable, each week for the Car Guys Report. Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry, and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades. We guarantee it'll be fun, informative, and entertaining. It's the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production, on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. So if you live in Chicago, you know the name of this week's guest, Dave. It's uh, Harry Tynowitz. He was on the radio here for decades. He worked with a who's who of Chicago radio, including Jonathan Brammeyer, Danny Bonaducci, Dan McNeil, and his best pal and our pal too, Spike Manton. Yeah, Spike, friend of the podcast. Welcome to the show, Harry. How are you this morning? Uh, I am uh, dandy, just uh, doing dandy, and uh, it's great to, be, great to be on with you guys. Wow. Well, we're having you on because of the exciting news that you have, uh, which is that you and Spike have written a new play, called When Harry Met Rehab, which opens in November. And I think people in town will remember the incident that led to that uh, rehab stint. That, uh, really... What incident? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get the newspaper clippings out here. Because um, uh, some people may not know. So it, I, it, if you don't mind, would you mind telling the story so that people can uh, that don't know the story can hear it? Okay, we're number one in Costa Rica. Right <laughs> we are. <laughs> Speak to Costa well, Ricans. You know, um, I, I could, you know, no matter what I do the rest of my life, you know, this, um, you know, I, I could help, you know, um, you know, any kind of world problem. And uh, you'd go to the Internet to look me up. You can go online and look me up, and first thing that you know, Google will show you, or you know, Safari, whoever you're, you know, whoever you're on with, it would be the night that I was coming home from the Black Blackhawks game, and a, uh, a gentleman was kind enough to uh, um, uh, pull me over, uh-huh. and uh, I got a, uh, I got a series of tests. And I did about as well on them as I did on my tests in college. <laughs> uh-huh. And next thing I knew, I was in the back of a squad car. And, um, you know, I, uh, 
and I was just, you know, disgusted by the fact that I, you know, that I uh, made the decision to drive that night. And so I said, I don't want to drink anymore, you know, and I, I was like the Cal Ripken of drinking. Um, yeah, I actually, and, I drank with you before you, you were oh, a, <clears throat> you were a uh, warrior, a hall of famer. Well, I mean, if you're going to go out to a bar, you might as well drink. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my friend John Midas used to say, you know, when somebody would ask me, um, uh, why, why is it that you have, you know, like four shots of Cuervo before you even take your coat off? I said, <laughs> it's like taking the Concord. You know, it gets you there quicker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I made a very horrible choice. I said, you know, hey, I don't want to drink anymore. And um, it came down to prove it. So, boom, I, you know, I had a choice of, uh, you know, going to rehab or, or, you know, not ever coming back to work. Right. And, and, you know, and it turns out that the cops didn't even see me, you know, weaving, but they had been called. Uh, the, the guy that owns the tow truck company, um, like uh, called in to 911 and uh, said, hey, there's a guy here weaving and gave him my description and my license and so they pulled me over about two blocks from my house. Oh, wow. And I was so mad at that guy that owned the tow truck company. It turns out that guy saved my life. Yeah, yeah how about that? It, well, and the rehab thing turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. So you met the one good tow truck driver <laughs> <laughs> there are many good so let me say a nice thing like you guys don't talk enough about tow trucks podcast. <laughs> we've we've had a few incidents there <laughs> i had a guy told me uh, out of my own driveway once so i i have a little i have issues with that entire That's industry well and we so me and my wife this is we had a little uh as you were in the hall of fame for drinking we were in the hall of fame for miscarriages and we actually ended up, we were at the doctor and we had just found out that we had another miscarriage and we come down and we see our car being towed because we parked in the, in a, That's a what we call a bad day. <laughs> that was yeah. a bad day. Well, th this was not your first situation, I would assume, uh, that you were drinking and driving. Do you have an, an, any other stories from those prehab, those pre-rehab days? Uh, <sighs> and, did, and did any of them make it into the play? Talk to us a little bit about the content. Uh, so the play is littered with reality, you know? So, I mean, one of two things happens in rehab. Either you, you buy in and you learn the only way you're going to do this is by being totally honest and you give it your best shot, you know, to um, get sober and stay sober. Or you just lie to everybody you know um right. so the, the reality you know i i was a stand-up comic on the road for seven years and a lot of times like miami you'd fly there you know um atlanta you'd fly there but like cleveland um you know you'd want to if i left cleveland after the uh sunday night show you know, leave it like t you know 10 p.m sunday night cleveland time you know i'm home you know, about, you know, seven hours, six hours earlier than I would be, you know, driving. I'm home much earlier than if I flew and, uh, you know, came in that way. So I, I have my car with me a lot on the road. And a lot of times I'm playing, you know, clubs that are like an hour and a half away and you just come home at night. Um, but when I was on the road and I was staying in a hotel, I would, you know, go out and I'd make a bad choice of driving. So I'm in some small town, 
and uh, it's like you know two in the morning, and I'm you know, and, and I'm driving when I shouldn't be, and you know even if I'm not over the limit, you know I sh- I shouldn't have been driving, and I've researched the hell out of uh, you know my issues and out of you know rehab and out of the uh, you know the program that I joined. Uh, that's what they call it because they prefer we don't promote them. Right. Um, so it's uh, the second A. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. It's not alcoholics. Hey, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. There's a line in the show about, you know, I, the program I'm in, I, you know, they prefer I don't mention it by name. But if you put it this way, if you found a phone book, you, you'd find the name real <laughs> right. fast. Right. Exactly. I, I just don't know where you'd find a phone book real fast. <laughs> right. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, I, if you're, you know, if I was coming home to Chicago, I would, you know, just kind of like, you know, I, I could, um, you know, have have my party when I got home, you know. Right. But uh, if I'm on the road, you know, there's just not a lot going on. You'd be like in some major city two weeks in a row. Then the next two weeks, you're, you know, in 12 towns and 12 nights. Right. You know, or whatever. So it's just it, it, it's part of the, um, uh, you know, when you're a stand up comic. I, you know, I worked with maybe, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, I'd, I'd say in seven years, I probably worked with about 15 guys that, you know, didn't drink. Right. Everybody else was like, you know, hey, let's, let's go meet some waitresses. Let's go talk to some girls, you know. And, uh, and there's a know. lot of downtime when you're a comic. Right. There's a lot. There's 23 and a half hours off every right. day. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you've got to watch Sports Center four times. <laughs> right, <every morning>. Exactly. <laughs> um, but but as, as I started to say before I interrupted myself, you know, if you um, if you check the stats, the average person drives drunk 80 times before they're ever pulled over. Wow. Really? Wow. So I've been sober for 10 and a half years. Oh, good for you. And, and uh, mir- miraculously. But in 20 minutes, you know, in two minutes, I, that could change. Right. So, um, you know, I just try to make myself aware of what's going on. And, uh, you know. And b- not be in a situation where something right, bad can that, happen. But it, it could happen. It could happen at any time. And I just, you know, I just, uh, I, I have to, um, and, you know, and I did let it happen. I mean, every other week, every other Friday, we were on the air, you know, remote. We, 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 we would do our show. Right. I get paid. You know, in there's a, a lot. In of people, a bar is what you're right? In- right. There are people that major in something in college that never do it for a living. Right. And all I did in college was sit on my ass to talk sports and drink. Yeah. And that's, you know, what I was doing for 25 years. Right. And the show was even called the Afternoon Saloon, if I remember correctly. I, brilliant. So let's talk about the play because you know, uh, Spike showed me uh, an early draft of the play, uh, probably a year ago or something. And, you know, um, I've written with Spike a few times. I, I know what he's capable of. He's He's a great writer. How did the two of you work together on the writing of the script? What was uh, what was the process of it? <laughs> yeah, because Spike texted me saying that that would probably be a better play, <laughs> the uh, the play about how you guys wrote the play. Basically. That's a good point. Um, so I wrote a play. I wrote a one man show, and 
uh, I spent a ton of time on it. And Spike said, can I read it? And I said, sure. And he goes, wow. Um, this is surprisingly good. Which, <laughs> he's, a, guys, he's such a uh, he's such an optimistic guy, isn't he? Right. It's, it's a compliment and an insult yeah. in one fell swoop. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. That's, goes, that's how Spike rolls. Yeah. Right. He goes. This would be better if if we brought the characters to life. We should do that. We should bring the characters to life. I'm like we and and you know and the two of us uh, embarked on writing a script and spike has written two plays right. and they're both very good he wrote yeah. one tim clue leaving iowa and standing in the tomb and uh we worked on them he was um in charlotte he was living in charlotte for a while but you know I- i'd want to work on them all the time because i was bouncing off the walls that i wasn't working right and he was he was engrossed in work and uh but but um, the, the process was honesty and and um, you know he's like well this this needs to change this needs to change and you know well Spike my whole life needs to change yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> where know, were you when but, I was in the seventh grade but he can right. he can also be honest with you because you guys have been friends for so right. long and have worked together so many times and he's a dick um, and, and yeah <laughs> and, 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 you, and you know that going in yeah. <laughs> No, Spike is Spike is a brilliant writer. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, when you just stand up, you um, a lot of times you're just so thrilled to be in the club. You just show up and you work the club. But uh, there's a bunch of times where um, Spike. So like, at, there's three comedians usually when you go to a comedy club: mm-hmm. the opener, the feature, and the headliner. So like, I I was opening at the major clubs in Chicago. And Spike was featuring when I met him. And on the road, we'd go up a grade, you know, um, at some clubs. Right. So Spike would headline and I would feed But we would drive together. And and after the show was over, I'd want to go drink and meet my wife. And Spike would be like, well, if you want to be playing Valdosta, Georgia next year, you go ahead and do that. He goes, but I videotaped our sets tonight. And I'm going to go back and work on my set. Who does that? Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, so uh, he's he's a brilliant writer and he's committed to writing, and the two of us would just um, get together and we would and, and we'd write. And um, I had been to rehab; Spike hasn't, and uh, you know, so there's certain stuff where I would say, well, you know, you can change what what I wrote, but this, you know, is what happened, what they do in rehab, and. Uh, the original idea was that I wanted people to know about what you do in rehab and what kind of people are there and how, how like, you know, in an eight week rehab, I got closer to the three guys I was living with than I was, you know, in college yeah. for, for four years, yeah. you know, because it's such an intense time in your life. And, and so we, we were just, when, when, when a lot, a lot of times we would just, you know, work over the phone but the best is when we would sit down in this cigar shop in evanston and we'd just sit there and we'd write and um you know uh, i would say you know spike you're one of the funniest writers in the world you know let's write funny goes, well this needs to be serious like, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true you serious is not really your your forte is it harry you're, you're... no well, i mean it's based on it's based on something serious and I treat the program and I, you know, like, like I said, guys, I, 
I would be, you know, you know, if I if, if I didn't stop drinking, there would have been a discussion like, well, what what song should we play at the memorial? Yeah, right. You know, right. I know. Uh, but so I mean, I I've got great respect for the um, you know, the people that have um, you know, they've gotten sober. Um, but uh, you know, I I also wanted you know it to be humorous, and I wanted it to be, you know. I, I went to a uh, shiva, you know, mm-hmm. awake. The other Which would make a, whole, a hilarious play, too. There, right. there you go. Oh, yeah. and, um, but, but you know, when when you're dealing with death, a lot of times you just start telling funny stories about, yeah, right. you know, yeah. something that happened when the person was alive. And, you know, so it's like when you're in rehab, if you, you know, when I'm at, well, I still go to these meetings every week. And if, you know, at these meetings, everybody takes it seriously, but you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Right. Stuff that you would hide, stuff you would lie about, you know, you're now you're making fun of it, that you did it. And, right. You know, one story is goofier than the other, you know, and uh, but 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 they're real. Um, so. You know, we we would write sometimes, and he was so sure, sure he was right, and I was so sure I was right. But you know, a lot of times we would just um, you know get through it, and you know, come out of the car wash, and you know, the scene was all clean. So yeah, we would go to the next one. Well, I can't wait to see this play. I'm I am really looking forward to it. Uh, but well, I also I wanted to get into a couple other things while I got you on the line, if that's okay. Uh, 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 yeah, go please on. do. And, and there's um, you know, it is it is also at the same time a tribute to when Harry met Sally. I would say that. Oh, okay. Yes. So I mean, not only do we have you know, well, I think it's a fun title, but um, there's. You know, little uh, homage going on. Can you do the orgasm scene for us right now? <laughs> no, no, please don't. Again? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh my God, the Cubs won! Oh, oh, Dr. Well, I'm a Sox you fan. You so... are the only guys I recognize. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're. I'm a Sox fan, so you basically just did the shiva for me, basically. Oh no, I, I, I'm. You know, I mean, I. Hey, I well, Harry's a fan of both teams, isn't that right? Well, Yes, I you know, my my dad grew up on uh, the, the GVS. Um, what uh, his mom, my grandma Choo Choo, used to call the Great Vest Side. My dad grew up a side. Once the Vest Side, yeah, yeah. And my mom, my mom grew up right by Wrigley Field, so she was a Cubs fan. So their marriage really had very little chance of working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but but I cheer for for both. You know, the joke is, you know, that I'm bisexual. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> You know, growing up when when they both sucked, no one cared that I cheered right, for both. Right. But then, you know, about the thir- when they started playing each other for real, you know, like uh, 25 years ago, they, then it was like, oh God, you know, you can't live in Chicago. You like you're not allowed to cheer for both teams. So I mean, the, the Cubs fans that that didn't that rooted against the Sox in '05, and the Sox fans that rooted against the Cubs in 2016. What do you, you know, come on, man. It says Chicago on their shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm going to take a little issue with this. <laughs> I, I, I am one of those small Sox fans that, you know, if the Sox play or if the Cubs played Al-Qaeda, 
I'd be rooting for Alfredo, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you. His running gag is if, uh, Cubs versus Nazis. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's going for the Nazis. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, Gehring, he's a good first baseman. And Spear, he's wiry, you know. Uh, that's that's his standard thing. Uh, but let me ask you something about, let's go way back, Harry, because before you went into radio, you were an actor, and you mentioned that you were a comedian. Yes. Tell everybody the significance of the phrase, excellent idea, Joel, excellent idea. Um, that, so, uh, that is my line that's left in risky business where I was cast in a much larger role, the, uh, Curtis Armstrong role, Curtis Armstrong and I were up for the same part in, uh, revenge of the nerds mm. and booger. Yeah. And, uh, he got, he got beat me out for that one. And, uh, on, we were starting filming on, I was starting, you know, the, the whole film was starting production on Monday morning. And I got a call Friday saying that Curtis Armstrong had a theater. And I'm, I'm like, you know, a kid. And I got a call saying Curtis Armstrong got a theater release. Uh, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. You know, he made out, made out with some chick in a theater, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, it meant that he got out of the play he was committed to in New York and he was now going to do the role I was going to do in Risky Business. So I was given a three-line part. And I was there for eight days, guys. The first seven days, we were supposed to shoot the scene I was in, the party scene, and it kept getting pushed back. So the, the day that we filmed it, you know, um, you know, they'd come find me because I was, I was like, you know, in my car sitting with one of the uh, girls playing the hookers. <laughs> You know, um, you know, listening to the Cubs game and uh, Cubs Dodgers, and uh, um, I, I came in and we did. You know, I did my scene of three lines. They took out two lines, so I went from having like a supporting role to having one line in uh, you know a Tom Cruise's breakout role of the Academy. Right. For the first two, uh, the the first movie I I got. Robert Downey Jr., his dad was the director, and he was in it. And the second movie was Tom Cruise. I And I hung up, he had just done The Outsiders with Ralph Macchio, who's in Up the Academy, the movie I had done. And um, so Tom Cruise and I hung out for like eight days, and he was in his Springsteen. I kept bringing him bootlegs, we'd listen to him, and he was really cool. And Rebecca De Mornay, she was the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And, yeah. and, but but so I you know I got I got to be in uh, a bunch of movies where I have like one line two lines three lines but you know I'm, I'm on camera with Gene Hackman and you know and, uh, uh, you know David Duchovny and and because uh, of the great Bonnie Hunt she mm -hmm. she's I didn't audition for that movie Bob Bonnie's film returns me. Uh, with Don Lake, uh, I just got to, uh, you know, she called me and said, hey, you want to be in it? Yeah. So I wow. got to do, so I have one line in that. You know, I've got three lines of this. I got two two, two lines of this. And uh, hey, yes, that's, that's better than us. That's better than us. And now well, the pinnacle of your of your career is being a guest on the Minutia Men's Love yeah, Interview. Which full is, circle, it is a, big. Yeah. It is big on Radio Misfits. Yeah. Um, Ed, Ed, you know, Peter Ed, uh, the uh, mastermind behind um, Radio Biscuits, was at my wedding. In oh. fact, I'm, I'm hoping to have him at all my weddings. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man so people should go on the website and check it out it's, mm, it's, it's great you can tell by looking at the website that this is going to be a uh, a first class operation and the tickets are already on sale so tell T- people. tickets are on sale previews begin november 24th at the greenhouse theater on lincoln avenue mm-hmm. and november 24th and it is a one act play and it is a um it is the comedy that um you know uh that takes uh you know alcoholism seriously right. <laughs> everything else is off limits you know that's a, um, that's a good one line explanation yeah. the comedy that takes alcoholism seriously i like that. right that's, that's what we have it and it's you know it's, it's my story so there's there's several things that are adjusted and of course i i you know i had three roommates in rehab but you know th- these are not the three roommates that i had okay i see uh, I mean, they, they they are similar in age. They're similar in, you know, um, attitude. But, you know, when, when someone does a caricature view of you, like big ears, they'll make them gigantic size. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like what we've, Spike Benton and I have done here, is that we've put together, you know, a play that is, you know, based on what really happened and and it's 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 crazy and, and rehab is like you know i mean, my, my plan guys for all the years i was drinking and partying i never knew rehab meant you stop drinking yeah, right. yeah. that's kind of okay good <laughs> right so i mean i showed up and like wait wait wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> let me get this straight here i gotta stop this isn't there some sort of a therapy right, right. you can give me so i can <laughs> have right. some vodka there's a yeah. pill i'm taking a pill for cholesterol can i just take one for this also i thought of it like you were gonna be in jail i thought i was like gonna, you know do it do a sentence you know and there'd right. be guard there'd be guards there'd be prison bars and we were living you know we did inpatient so for eight weeks, I was living in an apartment building, you know, down on Sheridan Road in Chicago with these three guys. And, you know, the people across the street were partying every night, and inviting us to come over. Uh, well, we're going to stay here tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hold that thought. We have to take a break. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview will be right back. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of Coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview is back. Uh, the play is called When Harry Met Rehab. Uh, you should go check it out. What's the web address? Do you know that off the top of your when head? When Harry, listen to this, whenharrymetrehab.com. Oh, okay, nice. There we go. Very easy to right. find. You, you needed that fancy publicist <laughs> from New York to be able to do that, right? Right. Well, well they said, well, they, we have a fancy publicist without going to New York. But, um, but uh, 
it's a much better website. Their original idea was uh, when I met rehab at outofshapejew.org. <laughs> so it's, I, a little, I, it's a little wordy. Right, right. Word. And, it was, <laughs> and that's probably <laughs> taken already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, that's true. So please come out to the Greenhouse Theater when the show opens. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Harry. Have a good oh, one. Th- thank you. And like I said, I'll, I'll be better next time. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's it for this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Thanks very much for uh, our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And if you like this show, you should check out some of the other offerings uh, the Radio Misfits uh, through opishows.com. You'll find something there for sure. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with a brand new episode of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. When Michelle and I were having some issues having babies, oh, I would have to Are you sure to- you want to share this? Sure, why not? So, so I would go to fertility clinics, and certain body fluids of mine had to be examined. So those body fluids had to come out of my body somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know where so, you're going with this one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, go to a room, yeah. and everybody uh-huh. knows what that room is for. <laughs> you know, there's magazines there. So, you do what you're supposed to do, right? Right, exactly. But then, like, okay, what is the appropriate amount of time I need to wait in this room? <laughs> because you go in there, it takes you 35 seconds. Tony Lasano Podcast, and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits <laughs> Podcast Network. The nurse gave me a cup, and I looked at her, and I said, that's going to take me, like, six months to fill that up. (laughs) (laughs) RadioMisfits.com